It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. You know what you need to know and what's it all about. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode 91. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Ah, 91. That would be a nice temperature right now. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. That'd That's be too be- hot. It'd be better than what we got. <laughs> you mean nine? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's warm compared to yesterday. That's true. It's almost, it's it's a balmy 23. Yeah. And in a lot of parts of the country, that's real balmy. Yeah, compared. totally. There's, I know there are some people that are like, yeah, well, I'd, you yes. know, I'd kill a drifter if I could get to... 23 right now yeah it's like, crazy my car couldn't even heat up on the way to work if you watch Aww. a little heat gauge yeah like it would like start it'd be like click click you get like three bars and then it would and then like oh stop light well uh my coworker keith his brakes froze up the other morning like it just did not work yeah. luckily he wasn't going very fast and he like jammed on him and then they started they got some juice going so he was okay after that but <laughs> scary stuff yeah so uh, it's cold Yeah Everybody stay warm out there Yes So uh, what do we got in store for people? <laughs> the cold is affecting my brain <laughs> Well we're going to talk about a lot of different things today uh, We're going to talk about Lululemon We're going to talk about Twitter We're going to talk about a new line that dropped from the boutique There's a new group out there that we need to talk about There's some Jen Sherman tribe news and uh, well, actually, there's a couple pieces of things we need to talk about. There is a Christine ride that everyone is talking about that we need to to give an update about. Okay. And then there are also some some new ride up. There's some new content updates as well. And of course, we have our awesome interview with Nikki Smith. Awesome. Well, I guess before we get to all that, shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. We're also available on Spotify. And as we reminded people last week, you can also just tell your Alexa or Google to play it and it should do it. Someone actually posted a video. Of it themselves. was Irene. Yeah, it was Irene. Irene Basak. She put that out there. So thank you. Yeah, that was nifty. It was. So uh, I really like how you sing along, Irene. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I watched it with the sound down. Oh, so I didn't realize she was singing. singing. Now I have to go back and watch the singing. So that is all sorts of different ways you can get it. Also, (laughs) uh, don't forget to like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the clip out. Join the clip out group. Stay up to date with stuff. And uh, while you're over on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review for us. And we have one. Yay! Well, we have more than one, but we have another one. We have another one? Yes. Well, can I hear it? I suppose. This is from Stacia32. Oh, okay. And their uh, subject line is, anxiously await this podcast every week. Aww. I can't wait each Friday for the latest podcast to drop. That's so much pressure. I know, right? (laughs) Uh, Crystal and Tom do an excellent job with their cadence of news, interviews, and recipes or other updates. I like how she worked in Peloton jargon. We do it with a cadence. Ha! I don't do anything with a cadence. <laughs> Although, I do resist. <laughs> do I ever. 
Uh, they are fun, informative, and put out an extremely professional product. The best part is how much they truly love and respect each other. And of course, Crystal's laugh. Aww. Thank you so much for keeping us up to date and in the know. And uh, her leaderboard name is Suicide Blonde. I know Suicide Blonde. Wow, that's so sweet. Thank you. So thank you very much. And uh, if you would like to leave a review, just go to Apple Podcasts. It's that simple. And uh, if it's not jerky, we will read it. <laughs> there. I'm not going to lie. We skipped the main ones. <laughs> Luckily, would, there haven't been many. You would, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, I guess that's it for that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? Sure. It's time for News of the Pelican. <laughs> I keep thinking of, since there's a new group, I want to do it to, like, uh, the themed Alice. There's a new group in town, <laughs> and it's looking good. <laughs> So we're starting with a new group then <laughs> I'm no Linda Lavin I will oh, say that I, I love it Tom You never sing to me That's because I can't sing <laughs> Everyone that just heard me sing is like Yeah that's probably for the best Don't serenade that poor girl Oh sound I like love somebody, you I love when you sing to me Sounded like somebody was beating a baby with a cat <laughs> Are you the baby or the cat? <laughs> I'm a little bit of both <laughs> Okay <laughs> So there's a new group in town there, there is I don't know if it's looking good or not I'm not uh, I'm just it, saying It is It fit the song But but it is It's uh, it's all about Just Sims We have a new like fan group you Oh know, okay Just Sims joined the group uh, After all of the instructors Kind of left all the groups There hadn't you know, There really I haven't heard of any new instructor groups Popping up after that happened um, gotcha. But but this one did And I'm so glad that they did Because Just Sims is awesome A lot of people have told me That she is quickly becoming Their favorite tread instructor And she says things That are just really super real Like that she hated running in college And that she didn't start appreciating running Until she was done with college Because she, she played basketball in college And she said that running was her nemesis And that like when she finished college She realized how much it helped her mentally to run and so she decided Like I'm going to learn to love this and so Now she has all these great tips and But the thing is is that when you're running with Her like she still gets that mentality Of like oh my god this sucks right. and so Somehow she makes it easier I'm not Quite sure what magic she's doing But it's really working so Having said all that the name of the new group Is you get to crew Ah, Because her motto her big motto Is you, you don't, don't have, have to, to you, you get, get to, to. <laughs> I used to say that when I was a camp Counselor whenever one of the kids would pitch Do we have to you don't have to You, you get, get to. to when were you a camp Counselor I don't think I've heard this story Tom Oh uh, when I was in high school we're going to revisit This off air why I've never heard it Back to the Just Sims group yeah so is... It's an awesome group uh, it just started <laughs> But it's lots of fun everybody's talking About her different uh, runs that she has And different uh, music that she's playing And you know just kind of Bonding with her even though she's not there They're kind of getting to know her through it and She she did find out that the group started And like she posted on the OPP That she was really excited that it was out there So yeah. it's very cool she seems I have not Gotten to meet her in person but from everything I've heard She's just as delightful in person As she seems on the runs Awesome well we will put a link to that up at uh, Facebook.com slash the clip out so You can uh, click through yes And join the group if you are so inclined Absolutely that was a tread joke Inclined. Uh, ah. Okay. Uh. Okay. I like it. I didn't catch it because I'm terrible with puns, but <laughs> I, I did like it. Peloton was getting some uh, probably unwanted 
Twitter attention this week. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Oof. You know what, though? Fair's fair. Like, I mean, yeah. It, it was funny. It was funny. And they they had a good point. I mean, you can't put a bike in the middle of a kitchen. I yeah. mean, you can. Well, you know, the, the, the brand is is aspirational. Yeah. Right. And so, like, I, I get what they're going for. And it is effective. And when you see the bikes in the commercials it's or in the photos, they're ve- it's very striking. But yeah. it's also, like, from an everyday usage standpoint, it's also a little ridiculous. Sometimes. It is. And I think that they're just trying to show how beautiful their bike is. Sure. Because it's a sexy bike. I mean, it's it's I know it's kind of weird to think of a bike as sexy, but, like, it looks good in right. any home. And I think that's really all they're going for but yeah they were trying to also yeah i mean i'm a little embarrassed because it's it's like you know i love peloton so i want right. to i want to be like leave peloton alone but but yeah it was funny yeah for people that aren't entirely familiar there's oh, yeah, a guy on twitter that goes by a uh, clue haywood last name jablomi and <laughs> is it Sure, why not? Okay. Do you not know that joke? No, I never don't. mind. Okay. So uh, he would post pictures of from their website and ads and TV commercials, and then like uh, here's one: a, a good place for your Peloton bike is between your kitchen and your living room, facing the cactus garden, so you always remember virtual spin class. <laughs> <laughs> and and the bike is pictured. In that exact spot Facing a cactus garden I felt like my favorite one Was the one That was in front of The veranda And it was like My husband says That the fire code Won't allow this bike To be in front of the doors But I say He doesn't realize That my bike Would be the first thing I grabbed If there were a yeah. fire See it's funny Because it's true It is Yeah Because you would Move bitches yeah. I need my bike Yeah at le- <laughs> See at least The tread is so large That you don't have The Sophie's choice Moment of which, which child to save Yeah You could really realistically Only grab the bike It's true So It's true Yeah But yeah here's another one I took my With them on their bike In front of a Cityscape You know uh, Just an amazing view That would cost Tens of millions of dollars I took my Peloton bike to Europe And used it on the balcony Of our $2,000 a night Airbnb And honestly I felt like I was flying Over London You should try it <laughs> So it's all sorts Of stuff like that I will say it's funny I will also say It gets very repetitive It does Yeah Because it's basically The same joke over and over again. Yeah It lost its power for me After a few Like yeah. the fire escape Or the The fire thing Was the funniest to me And then As I kept reading I was just like Okay yeah yeah. That's all you can say about Peloton. Although I, I one more. Sometimes I'll <laughs> I'll move the Peloton bike into our gallery so I can spend time with well they say half gay husband while he reads Architectural Digest wearing combat boots. Yeah, why is he dressed like that? That's odd. Because he's a model. <laughs> but it's like he's like got a suit coat, but he's supposed to be at home. He's like yeah. sitting on the couch with boots on and like his suit coat. And I'm like, who lounges around their house like that? I don't know. But uh but again. And it was it was humorous. It was. There's fair. It was. Got to take the good with the bad. You do. So, you know, honestly, like that's a sign of their popularity because if those if if that marketing campaign wasn't having an impact, those jokes wouldn't make sense. Not only that, but it's not like he needed a he felt the need to explain what Peloton right. was to your point that you, you just either knew or you didn't right. and it and it made enough sense to people to the point that it was trending on yeah. Twitter so <laughs> you know like it it shows you where the where the brand is at 2 years ago nobody would have understood any of those jokes or this the small community would have been like okay and then that would have been it 
So. Yeah, I totally agree. So it does it does say a lot. So take some solace in that Peloton marketing team. <laughs> oh, I bet they're loving it. Any publicity is good publicity. Ultimately. <laughs> Because really, at the end of the day, what did it say? This bike is beautiful, and we're making fun of how how effective uh, your marketing campaigns are. That we all are, know who you are, and people who are well off love it. Yeah, like that's not a bad thing it's for your not. product to be associated with. And us less less well off people love it too. <laughs> we just don't have as pretty a places to put it. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we could talk clothes here for a minute. Yes, we can. There's, we can always talk clothes. So Lalu Lamon. <laughs> <laughs> no That's the fancy version <laughs> Lululemon Lululemon They had their Peloton Collaboration And now those dirty whores Traitors Have their Soul Cycle collaboration They do They and, do And sadly You you like that one better Not yeah. enough to buy anything Oh no God no Yeah That would make me the traitor Right So no I'm going to do that. But from a design standpoint. From a design standpoint and a color selection standpoint, they did a lot better. Yeah. I mean, the one that we got for Peloton was like all oatmeal and gray and blue. And they got and they got like bright, not bright, but like a dark, rich red and black. And and one of the leggings had like soul cycle down the side, you know, all cool looking. So, yeah. Well, but Peloton put out their glitter collection. They did. So that helps. It does help. Take some of the sting out. You can be all glittery when you're out there working in our cactus garden. Yeah, I don't think I'll be in the cactus garden right now. It's a little too cold out there. Maybe next week. Okay. But uh, yeah, so it's funny because I really showed restraint the day that this collection dropped. I only bought... Two things Ooh. I know And I loved The purple glitter leggings Alright They were so glittery They looked like They had sequins on them I was just Couldn't wait to get them Now Then two days later I went to the store For the showroom showdown Which we'll get to In a minute And uh, guess what guys They're not real sequins They're just Really really good lighting Because <laughs> they are not That sparkly in person hmm. Yeah I was a little disappointed So I don't know Whether I'm keeping them Because they haven't Shown up in our house yet So I don't know We'll see well, it's nice to know that no sequins were harmed in the manufacturing of that product, though. Yeah, the the showroom manager, store manager, was like, well, the positive side is you don't have to worry about sequins coming off all over your house. That's true. Which is true. There'd that be a is a good point. trail up and down the stairs. Yeah. And then... And it would really stick because they'd be sweaty. So here's another downside. <laughs> I went to the showroom. I had to buy more because <laughs> well, I had to support the wait, wait, store. This started with you talking about restraint. Just, I know it went right out the window. Just buying it in another place is not restraint. But but see, I didn't know how much I liked it. This is having a showroom in St. Louis with the clothes is like a whole new world because then I can see it before I buy it. Like in person, this could change everything. And I have not decided whether it's for the good or evil. Yet I can help you make that decision <laughs> But it's just to, just to show you the difference <laughs> One of my nerd things Had stuff on sale And I bought three t-shirts And it was $20 shipped You really splurged on yourself today, honey <laughs> <laughs> I know It's it's a sickness <laughs> I saw somebody post the other day Like it was just it was nothing about at all about Peloton, their clothing line. They posted something else and they were like, you need to lower the prices on all of these clothes. This is bullshit. And I was just like, 
Why? Why? Yeah. Like God, there's so much of that out there on the OPP. Oh, I mean, I, I know the bigger they get, I know the more negativity, but I'm so tired of it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, welcome to my world. I know. I deal I with know. it with ticket prices all the time. I know you do, and I just have no patience for I it. I love when people complain about our ticket prices. Most shows, there's like the there's a ticket price of like forty bucks, like on the low end to get you in the building. Forty bucks to see Smokey Robinson. Like, yeah, that seems like a pretty good deal to me. So anyway, I get it. I'm just venting myself. I know. There's a uh, Christine Diercole. Did I say that right? You did. Woo-hoo, look at me. Good job. Uh, she had a ride this week that had a lot of people. Yeah, it's a, it's a buzz. It's a buzz. So I, of course, had to watch it. Now, I couldn't take it. I couldn't take the ride. Because you're doing the other thing. I'm doing the Power Zone Super challenge. Focused. And I'm very focused. And I have to take a rest day tomorrow because uh, I'm doing the, in theory, weather Going well I'm supposed to do A little race On Friday morning And uh, It's not actually a race Because I'm just Finishing it Like that's my goal uh, And I'm slow as a turtle But to the point I couldn't I don't have time For another bike ride This week So I just watched The class Right I need to delete it Out of my Um, But uh, I wanted to see what all the fuss was about Because apparently someone body shamed Christine on social media I I don't know exactly what was said But they said something that made her feel terrible And so her her rebuttal, if you will, was this ride And so I was like, what does that even mean? should have been her collecting all those medals from that (laughs) I know, right? Right I mean Like, think my body's working just fine, MF-er Yeah 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 Pretty much Well she did kind of say that I mean she did She didn't say it in those words And she didn't direct any of this To the person It was just like Positive self image You know right. that's what the ride was about um, So a lot of people have been posting it And saying you know You need to take this ride if, Like you're having a bad week You feel shitty about yourself Whatever You need to take this ride So I went ahead and I, I took a couple of notes from it One of one of my favorite quotes from her Which was probably the most powerful to me Was um, Well just pretend there's a little bleep here Fuck that inch Fuck that pound You are bigger than a small pair of pants I really liked that Yeah <laughs> And plus she was really pissed when she said it Yeah so it had power It did Yeah Yeah And among the uh, music selections We had Fucking Perfect by Pink Sure Always a favorite for me All about that bass There's a theme if you pick up on it You know, um, know my love of Megan Trainer. I do She is a guilty pleasure of mine <laughs> I know it's pretty cute how much you get into <laughs> Megan Trainer. <laughs> We had to have Titanium Thursday uh, Secrets by Mary Lambert Which she talked about How like everybody needs to know The singer if you don't And uh, definitely check out the song If you haven't Uh, There was Big Girl You Are Beautiful And there was Beautiful By Christina Aguilera Uh, And then my favorite Fat Bottom Girls By Queen So I kind of think That she was like Really focused on the fact That she's got a big ass And she's okay with it Because it's powerful And she wins medals So like you said Yeah Take that, MFR. I'm thinking that guy probably hasn't won very many medals. I'm just going to go on ahead and assume it was a guy. I, I honestly don't know. I feel like that's a pretty safe bet. But I think it's a safe <laughs> bet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've seen I've seen guys get on their high horse about women's bodies before. And, and so I agree that it seems likely that it was some douchebag guy. Yes. So if you want to check that out, uh, that was the 30-minute pop ride from Christine on January 28th at... 10.30 a.m. Central, so that would have been 11.30 a.m. Eastern. So go check it out. Homecoming is getting closer every day. It is. Do I need to buy you a corsage? You better. Should we, when we go to homecoming, should I get like 
a blue tux with ruffles and I get you a wrist corsage. You know, maybe I should take you to Dillard's because last year they had all those crazy tuxes that were like all really (laughs) obnoxious. Maybe I should. That would be funny if since it's homecoming now, if everybody wore like crazy. It would. Oh, this could be fun. I hope everybody (laughs) does it. Yeah. Yeah. You you need to get me a corsage though because I just like flowers and they're pretty. So. Okay. Okay. It's homecoming. So. Yeah. How's that going to work later? We'll see. It's like high school, so like, I guess, hand stuff. <laughs> so, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't get any hand stuff in high school. I know. Last time you talked about this, that's what you said. You didn't... You said, oh, like high school? Yeah. <laughs> hey, there was none. <laughs> wah, wah. Wah, wah. So, uh, anyway. Yeah. Moving right new, along. What's new with homecoming? Well... If if you didn't know, then you're probably screwed because you probably didn't pay attention and get tickets. But if you care, tickets were on sale last week on so Friday. Is it completely sold out now? It is not officially sold out. Okay, so there are still tickets there for are, Sunday. Yes, there are no Saturday event packages, but there are Sunday event packages. And there seems to be some confusion. Tons of confusion. About how it's working. Yeah. So, Do you want me to explain it? Yes, please. Okay, so the way it works is that you can pick a ride or a run. Either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday Done And those haven't even been open for no, selection yet No, that'll probably come out in March Would right. be my guess I, be- I thought that there was something that said it would be early March Okay, last year that was around the timing I mean, I That thought, was what I was Yeah, I thought by. I read something like on their website When I was digging around for you stuff You may have, that's, totally That said early March Okay, so that's when you pick that That has not been chosen The Saturday event package and Sunday event package Both include the party um, The cocktail party Which has now moved to Saturday night Okay So the only difference between the two is they're going to be like all these pop-up talks and things like that. You're going to have instructor meet and greets. Those will be those are scheduled for Saturday and Sunday. We don't know what the schedule looks like. My guess is they're going to be very similar um, because they want the days to be pretty similar. Yeah. Um, And so that's all you're choosing. And so the event venue has changed. It moved to a larger ballroom that fits 2,000 people instead of 1,000 like last year. Okay. So here's how I think they were thinking of it. If we have 1,000 for Saturday and 1,000 for Sunday, then we can fit everybody in the ballroom Saturday night for 2,000. That's that's kind of how I think they're picturing that it. That seems like some pretty safe math. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you have three days to get one ride and one run. And if those don't get sold out, my guess is they will open those up to everybody after everybody's had a shot at one ride and one run because that's what they did last year that is they, what they did they, last they, they last cap- year they said you could take a ride and a run this right. year it's one or the other but last year there was a cap yep so you couldn't go and take 10 right and then once everybody kind of had a bite at the apple then they opened up everything else to let it fill in naturally yes so I, I believe those will be similar things. I don't know that, obviously, but that's just kind of how I think it's going to go. So really, the only thing that, so people are like, well, I don't want to go the way all the way to New York. I'm hearing that a lot. But I don't think they understand that the only thing that's changing is this event space because they're talking about having a block party. They're talking about it's this immersive experience. And again, this is just a guess. I think you're going to see similar things to what you saw with the tread experience this year where they had all the lights and everything. Right. Uh, and we didn't go to that. So I'd, I only saw it online. Um, but I think you're going to have cool spaces like that. And that's the stuff you're going to get Saturday or Sunday. And that's what you only get access to for a day. You're still going to have access to the studio. You're still going to have access. To the cocktail party Another thing that's different This year There are not a lot of People who have announced That there are going to be parties No Tom LaBelle party Oh no I know I'm Where very sad Where will I sad. get drunk I know I don't know yet I Is don't there, know it, Now 
you know, we're from the Midwest, but have you heard any talk about like, are there other places to drink in New York City? I think there's like one or two. Okay. So I wasn't sure. But I, I feel like we know enough people that they'll be able to point us to those one or two. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty comfy with that. Preferably a place with girly drinks. Yeah. Well, we gotta get you some I'm some girl. of the hot damn stuff. Fireball. <laughs> Fireball. Yeah. I mean it's similar to hot damn, but yeah. I like my girly drinks. Yeah. Not a tough guy. I know. We all know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not 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 a poser. <laughs> nope. You yeah. just put it out there. Yes. So, but I did hear this week that the JSS tribe has decided to have a party. So at first it was a no, we're not doing one. But now they have decided. But it was a lot of work last year. So it's not going to be like last year. Yeah, they put a lot of stuff into that they party last did. year. So. Like it was a ton of work. So what you're saying is real in your expectations. They're doing a party. I'm not trying to trash their party. Actually, what I'm saying is they have asked for people to volunteer and help them. Oh, that okay. They can't do it all themselves gotcha. because there's there. First of all, they don't they're down a, an admin because Christy Karuba, she got her awesome new job and she's very focused on that. Sure. She's just not been as involved. And I, I think she stepped down officially as admin. So they're down an admin. And uh, it was a shit ton of work with all. All the bags and the stuffing and the you know all the things they got tons and tons and tons of corporations to put in money that's probably not going to happen this right. year so um they are looking for volunteers to help out though and the plan is to have the party on thursday night uh it sounds like the plan is for it to be like around 8 p.m so it will be starting later in the evening okay and uh, that's the only party I know of besides the Peloton party. So if you guys know of another party, please tell me because, you know, I like to party. Absolutely. Like if we can kind of be a clearinghouse for that stuff. So yes. if, if you're planning some sort of homecoming event that you want to let people know about, just reach out and let us know and, and we will do our best to help disseminate that information yes at this time the only other group i know for sure that's doing anything and it's not a party it's going to be some kind of informal lunch is the feel good fam with alex tucson so that's all i know or you can join us on thursday night at be more chill yeah because we're going to a play <laughs> so we will not be at the jss party well maybe we'll get to go after yeah but we cannot be there at the beginning which sucks so yeah unfortunately we had already purchased our tickets because we were told there was no party all right so we were like let's do the thursday yeah because we thought we thought if there was going to end up being a party <laughs> we would be not trampling on people's toes and we like, were wrong whoops yeah swing and a miss yeah so we failed there are still plenty of tickets for that evening's performance of be more chill if you want to sit with if us you in would the like squib to join section. us in the squib section <laughs> that's where we will be so <laughs> It's supposed to be a great play It is it's Yeah a f It's a cool story in that They tried to get it to Broadway And nobody wanted to invest in it Because they, they didn't get it And so They posted their Soundtrack on Spotify And just started doing Regional productions Like across the country And like Des Moines And places And their Spotify down Spins Went through the roof And all their performances Were selling out And so Now Suck it haters They're on Broadway Yeah And I can't wait to see it live yeah. So. And it opens in February So hopefully it's a hit Hopefully it's a hit <laughs> and, and it's still there in and May And it's still playing When we go to see it If not we'll go to the JSS party Yes <laughs> And that's what we'll do uh, So yeah Send us all your notes For what's going on And tell us what your plans are I've heard from a lot of people That are going to be there On Saturday So looking forward to meeting people And seeing people That we got to meet last year Absolutely and finally, real quick, uh, there were some new rides that came out. Yes, we have. We had new rides come out this week. We had uh, new outdoor runs, which Maddie Majacomo posted and then said jokingly that it's probably too cold for anyone to take them right now. So save them. <laughs> Because they will still be there later So make sure you get to And also they had some new scenic uh, scenic runs And rides that hit as well So if you're looking for some new content Boom, there you go It's interesting because it's like 
I guess there must be a devoted fan base for scenic rides. People don't really seem to talk about them, but it also makes sense that if you're doing the scenic rides, you're not super involved in the community because you, you know, but I guess there must be a demand for it if they're continuing to make new ones. Yeah, I know there's, you know, we talked to we talked to some people before that only did scenic rides and and it sounds like that, you know, they're more of the Reddit crowd. Like they just don't like attention and and they don't like as much like Facebook kind of socialization. Right. I think they might think that that's a little I hate to put words in their mouth. I just I just they don't they don't talk to people as easily, you know. Um so I think there's a whole bunch of people just like to do their own thing. Right. They're not as into the instructors. I don't know why they paid that much for a bike to do that. But hey, whatever works for them. I think a lot of people dig the scenic rides, though. Like I I get what would be cool about it if and it's a little dry to me. But I but I mean, so I wish it could be more cool, but I need somebody to tell me what my resistance and stuff should be. I think it would be I think it would be more fun if like you're going up a big hill and it's and like, then, ooh, you got to tell you to change. your Yeah, resi- that, that'd be cool. Yeah. And also it's like there's just like segments. That's the other thing that I don't like about it is it'll be like this long chunk of like a trail mm-hmm. and then it just like cuts off and then you're like in another section. So it's not like you don't I don't personally have a sense of like I hiked that trail because it kept changing. Right. So I, it, it's yeah. no continuity. I was watching it when the kids were messing with it. Yeah. And it was and I noticed that that there was it wasn't like. This entire like here's an entire thing along the beach. It was like all of a sudden it was like kind of fade and you're somewhere else. Kind of like how they too soar on it at Disney. Yes, World. yes. That it's just like and now you're in Antarctica. Yes, and and so I, I agree. Like I, I I feel I always thought a scenic run or ride would be would be the entirety of that locale. Like of that, it would be one cohesive thing. That's what I thought too. So as. It's just not my thing. Yeah. You know what they should do is they should uh, have it where you could sync it up with your VR. Oh, that'd be cool. It probably wouldn't work very well with running. <laughs> it seems like it could it be a recipe for... probably fall off your face. But, uh, <laughs> or you would trip. Yeah. But on the but on the bike, it'd be cool. It would. Yeah. It would. Hey, you never know. Maybe, maybe John Foley's listening. He's going to credit Tom O'Keefe. I doubt it. Never know. Also, you missed something. I did? What I missed? You did. You missed the, um, the thing that you sent me. The all-inclusive resort. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's an all-inclusive resort. It's got something for everybody. By everybody, I mean the two of us. Because <laughs> you get to sit around and do nothing, but then they also have Pelotons. Yes. And this is in the Florida Keys, so it looks like it's ultra swanky. It's the first ever all-inclusive resort. How did? How is that just now happening? I would have thought there would have been more in the Keys by no, now. You know, I think what it is is... It's probably a price-driven thing, right? Like, most of those all-inclusive resorts are in... Like Mexico. Yeah, in countries with lower costs of living. And yeah. it was third-world countries. Yeah, because they're not. But, but um, you're really able to to take advantage... Of the all-inclusive nature of it. Of the exchange rate that, mm-hmm. like, so what's a lot of money to them isn't a lot of money to us. And so I think it's harder to replicate that in the States because we have... You know, quite frankly, different labor laws and different health codes and 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 the products cost more because there's all those other things that go into it. And so I I, I think that's why you don't see a lot of all inclusive resorts in the States. 
So well, my, that my, makes sense. So my guess is this place probably ain't cheap. Well, yeah. It says it's uh, it's 63 miles south of Miami. There's 135 luxury private bungalows. So anytime you hear the words luxury and private and bungalow. Yeah, bungalow always is like, just double it. Yeah. And it's spread across 12 acres. You're going to take it right in your bungalow. <laughs> <laughs> and every one of them has a oversized soaking tub, outdoor garden shower, um, and... All kinds of other stuff But also And more importantly There's a Peloton There's mul- multiple I was like Hopefully Pelotons. there's more than one Peloton Yeah I know Because they'd all fight over Right Yeah The fitness tiki hut Offers Peloton <laughs> equipment <laughs> I know You sound like you should be drinking Right A fitness tiki hut That's what Well it your says. water bottle Is shaped like a coconut Maybe They have daily mor- morning yoga sessions Peloton equipment And an array of aquatic activities Such as snorkeling and paddle boarding I wonder if their Peloton faces a cactus garden <laughs> Well they do have a drool worthy zen garden spa <laughs> So maybe it does <laughs> You can finally ride your Peloton In an environment that looks like their advertisements <laughs> <laughs> oh, So there you have it So if uh, anyone uh, At this Swanky place Wants uh, Wants us to come And give a review of it We'd be happy to Feel free to reach out Yeah We're totally down with that Maybe I'll reach out to him I'll send him an email Like hey We talked about you We should get a free trip <laughs> The worst they could say yeah. is no <laughs> Let me just make it very clear We will sell out in a heartbeat <laughs> Don't think we're above it Because we're not (laughs) Checking in with the Peloton community So uh, joining us today via Skype a phone is Nikki Smith. Hey, Nikki, Hi, how's it good, going? Good, thanks. How are you? Good. So uh, I have to ask now. You, I, this isn't one of the questions that I sent to you, but you you mentioned your unpacking, and I just thought you should let everybody know about your big move that you just did. <laughs> that you you graciously uh, let us interview you in the middle of it. So <laughs> yeah. Um, so like most people, I thought Florida was just too nice and warm in the winter, so I decided to move north. Um, no. I'm kidding uh, about the warm part. We uh, just relocated from Florida to Virginia. My husband's in the Navy, and so it was a permanent change of station, which is strange that they call it permanent change of station because it's only for a couple of years. But, you know, right. <laughs> it's like, that's never nothing's permanent. ever permanent in the Navy. So it's one of those fun, ironic <laughs> names they give things. Um, so, yeah, we're in the middle of unpacking. Our things were just delivered this past Wednesday. So um, we're muddling through 179 cardboard boxes is what we've got so oh it's a lot. oh my word <laughs> it's a lot of cardboard when she told me that tom i was telling her how you have like uh, over 50 long boxes of comic books yeah and i think I was it's like, like 70 or 80 yeah. i was like i never want to move again just because of it's that. a lot yes. we spent many 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 hours going to goodwill i've done the whole if it gives you joy keep it if it doesn't give you joy give it away and pretty much all of my stuff in my house does not give me joy right now so yeah <laughs> yeah i bet um, yeah all of it's making it's me always angry. A weird <laughs> That's always a weird I've, I've never understood if, if it brings you joy Oh I totally get that I get There's so much things That don't bring you joy well, That you need Well there's There's functional things Like, like I don't I mean like Hey this spatula Yeah Doesn't like, bring me joy I, Okay I'm gonna have to Sit you down and make you Watch Marie Kondo mm, I, I retract everything Tidying you up said. I'm good <laughs> I, take I will say that All of my personal stuff Gives me joy It's everybody else's stuff That makes me mad 
Yes, I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> okay, so back to the interview. Sorry about that. Um, so how did you find Peloton originally? Originally, um, my husband found it. He blew out his knee in 2016, and um, he's got a very demanding job with very long hours that don't really leave a lot of time to go to the gym to rehab his knee. And so he um, bought a bike on Amazon and joined the Peloton app, and I ignored him completely because I hated cardio. Um, <laughs> Um, and so I wanted nothing to do with this new bike he put in our house. And um, I mean, when I say hate cardio, I'd rather have paper cuts on all 10 of my fingers than go run a mile. Hate cardio. Uh, so I. Wow. That's saying yeah, something. My, my parents owned a printing company, so I'm very familiar <laughs> with paper cuts. Yeah. <laughs> hate it. Um, so I kind of ignored what he was doing with this bike in his rehab. But then I listened to one of the classes that he was taking. He um, was taking a class with Robin. I was like, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. And so one day he was at work. I was like, I'm going to try this bike out. And I did. I took a class with Alex <laughs> and I was hooked. Hooked. And then a year later on our anniversary, he surprised me with the actual bike, um, which was a great Aww. anniversary present. And then it just, you know, it, my love grew even more when I had the bike in the house. Wow. So, so, so which I'll, anniversary is bike? Uh, and they're like, first one's 19. paper. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to yes. put that down. I mean, you already bought me the bike, Tom, so I don't know what you're going to do for our 19th. I guess. Well, by then, I guess you'll be ready for another one. That's true. So That's I don't, true. we don't have to get another one. <laughs> For like another 15 years <laughs> So how long ago was that? Uh, he blew out his knee in 2016 And then we got the bike a year later in 2017 oh, um, okay. At the end of 2017 okay. Like Christmas time Okay So how did he get, Can I? Was it violate HIPAA if I ask how he blew out his knee? Was he doing something cool and navy? Was he like killing terrorists or something? Um, <laughs> he would like me to say yes but No it was very <laughs> It was very mundane. He got out of the car. <laughs> oh, his, on his way to kill a terrorist? <laughs> yes, he was exiting a jet. And no, um, <laughs> he literally just got out of the car and his LCL and hamstring just blew apart. Um, he used to play football in high school and in college and just years of stress on his knees um, oh. made the joints and the ligaments very weak. And so it was bound to happen. You know, he could he probably would have liked to have been getting off of some kind of jet from some kind of super secret mission, but it was just getting out of a Volvo. You should just tell people it's I know, right? Well we do tell people that he's got advanced weaponry in his knee now. So there you go. He does have Kevlar in his knee and he thinks that's pretty cool. He's he's part transformer. You're married to a cyborg. So you said you really hate cardio. Yeah. Used to hate cardio. What what kind of what would you classify your fitness level as before Peloton? Pretty then? good, actually. I've always been an athlete, um, but I gravitate more towards weightlifting and hit sessions. Um, I have ton. I have a whole library of Beachbody programs. Um, so I love exercise. I just do not love cardio. I would rather lift weights all day if given the option. I can understand that. Yeah. If you haven't found what you love with yeah. cardio, then that that would totally it does. make it, sense to me. It's, it's so sweating. mundane. <laughs> like, it, it's just if you don't love it, like when I run and I used to run, but um, it's like you can hear your feet pounding in your head. And every time you run, you just think, oh, my God, I'd rather beat my head against a wall and hear that pounding than this pounding. 
Yeah, you got to have good yeah. music to do that, I think. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. Well, um, so you were still in good shape. You you just you just yeah. really hated cardio. Got it. So then now I know you had you had a great Peloton experience and you have quite a story that began in June. So uh, why don't you tell us about yeah. that? So um, he got me the bike at the end of 2017. I was just riding for fun, loving it um, up until maybe around mid-June. Um, and then we got really busy and started traveling. But in the spring, I started noticing that I was getting very lightheaded all the time. And I knew that wasn't normal. So I went to go see the doctor thinking, well, maybe I have low blood pressure. And my doctor said, I think you need to see a vascular surgeon. I think this is something to do with varicose veins in your legs. And um, I'm 41. So, you know, I'm in the age group for, for, for varicose veins. So I went to go see a vascular surgeon. They did some tests and found out that I had significant pooling of blood and reverse blood flow in both of my legs. And I needed a procedure called an endovenous vascular ablation on my great saphenous veins in both of my legs to correct this problem. Um, so how long did you have to practice saying well, that? Well, <laughs> it's been a while. That's it a lot. It's a mouthful. Um, I, uh, well, I tell the story to anyone who will listen because I never want this to happen to anyone else. So I've had a little bit of practice saying this, but at first I had to read it a lot because it's a lot to say. Um, okay. I, I, I have okay. a question. I thought, I thought varicose veins were like just unsightly. Like people, you know, like people just had a problem with them because they didn't like the way yeah. they looked. It was all an aesthetic issue. I had no idea that this, this could be a thing that you like could, it could make you yeah. like dizzy and have other it issues. Can. If they're severe enough, um, then it can cause blood flow problems in your legs and there's spider veins and then there's varicose veins and the varicose veins are those really ugly, ropey, bulgy things that can be quite painful to be honest. Um, and oh. up until I went to go see my doctor about my lightheadedness, I also thought that they were just these ugly things that were lovely parting gifts from my two children. So, um, (laughs) as it turns out, nope, they were a little bit worse. So, um, I saw the surgeon, the surgeon said, this is the procedure that you need. And we're going to use this new procedure called venous seal, which essentially is like super gluing the, um, vein together. Previously, they had done like a, um, a heat ablation where they burned it from the inside and the venous seal just closes it off and it's supposed to be a, a shorter recovery time. And I thought, well, that sounds good because my husband's deployed and I've got two kids at home. So a short recovery time is exactly what I need. So let's yeah. do that. And, and how long how long was short supposed to be? It was supposed to be 48 hours to a week of recovery time. But they okay. say that most people can go back to work right after having it done. Um, that was not my experience, but uh, maybe other people have a better uh, outcome with it. Uh, but I did wow. not. So um, so I set up to have the surgery. Um, my parents lived uh, six hours away from me. And so they came over to watch my kids and to help take care of me while I was having these procedures. And I had my left leg done one day. And then 24 hours I had later, I had my right leg done. 
within that 24 hours of having that left leg done, I started exhibiting symptoms of a DVT and it started getting very painful, very painful to walk, which did not sound like anything in the literature that I had read uh, for recovery for this. And and just just so everybody knows, what is DVT? So DVT is a deep vein thrombosis. Um, it's a blood clot in the deepest veins of, in my case, your leg, but you can get them in your femoral artery. You can get them in your arm. Um, anywhere you have deep veins, you can get a DVT. Uh, people are probably most familiar with it um, if they fly. You get warned about flying mm-hmm. for long periods of time and flexing your feet and drinking lots of water. Um, that's when most people are at risk for a dbt okay okay um so are there are there symptoms other than pain hurting when you walk not that that's not like you need more i'm just curious <laughs> uh, there can be other symptoms um i believe uh redness and hotness to the touch are other symptoms for me in my case it felt like i had a severe charlie horse cramp but my muscle was completely relaxed so i knew something was wrong because it felt horrible like a horrible charlie horse that just would not go away no matter what i did and the following day at the procedure on my right leg i let the vascular surgeon know that it felt like i had a charlie horse and he just kind of waved it off and he said well it's probably just inflammation and healing from the procedure um and then so i went home and um thinking well he's the expert so he should know um Right. Yeah, so, you know, it didn't really give it a second thought. I went home and I, you know, did all the things they told me to do, walk every hour for five minutes and keep my legs wrapped tight and the whole nine yards uh, for recovery from this procedure. And then the following 24 hours, so that would make it 48 hours after the first leg was done, um, it was so bad that I couldn't walk. And so I called the office and I let them know what was going on that I could not put weight on my left leg and that I really thought that I needed to be seen because I really thought that I had a DVT. So they asked me to come in to do an ultrasound. They did an ultrasound and said everything was fine, that it was probably anxiety and inflammation. Um, so they gave me prednisone and told me to go home and take some Advil and I'd be fine. Um, that point I drove back home, which was probably a 25 minute drive. And two hours after I left their office, the DVT broke free and a blood clot hit my lungs. Mm. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that it was a blood clot hitting my lungs, though, because I had just been told I was fine and there was no DVT in my leg. Um, I was told. How do you know it was two hours later then? Like what? Like, did you just like to have this like attack in your lungs so, or something? No, or? I um, happened to be standing in my kitchen, uh, cleaning the kitchen up. And when it happened, I was facing the clock on my microwave so I could look up and see the time um, when it was happening. And um, it uh, it's hard to describe the sensation um, when it happened. It felt like my entire chest was in a vice grip being squeezed from every angle and my vision went gray almost to the point of blacking out. I had to have a white knuckled grip on the countertop so I didn't fall down because my kids were upstairs and the last thing I wanted was for them to come downstairs and find me passed out on the floor. So um, I willed my way through not passing out. And I breathed through it. It felt like an eternity, but it was probably only a matter of a minute and a half, maybe two minutes that it felt like that. And then it passed. 
and uh, my vision came back and um, that tightness in my chest stayed, but I had just been told that it was probably anxiety. So I thought, well, God, this is what an anxiety attack must feel like. Oh, oh my gosh. I yeah. mean, of course, of course, that would be the conclusion yeah, you come to. I, yeah. I never had anxiety before, so I should have questioned it. But at the same time, I had just had surgery on two of my legs. My husband was deployed. Um, you know, I've got kids and maybe I did have anxiety. I didn't know. So I uh, just went about my life. I mommed my way through the rest of my week. I did laundry. I vacuumed my house. I cleaned my house. I mowed my lawn in 100 degree heat. Oh, my with gosh. blood clots in my lungs and not knowing that that's what was going on. I just knew that I didn't feel good, that everything was suddenly a lot harder, like climbing steps was harder. Folding clothes was harder. Taking a shower was harder, and I had to sit down and take a, a break and rest after everything, um, which was just not like me because, like I said, prior to this happening, I was taking like 45 and 60-minute spin rides and was super athletic and healthy and had you know no problems in life at all. So um, it didn't occur to me to go to, back to the doctor until seven days after the blood clot hit my lung. I happened to look down at my right leg and there was a red line moving up and I thought, oh my God, now I have a staph infection. Just what I need. <laughs> so um, I went to urgent care. I yelled up to my 15 year old. She was upstairs playing with my five year old. And I said, you know, I've, I think I've got an infection in my leg. I'm going to go to urgent care. I'll be back in like an hour and a half. I'm going to go get some antibiotics. And I walked into urgent care and the PA took one look at my leg and she said, are you having trouble breathing? And I said, now that you mention it, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to breathe. And uh, she ordered an ultrasound of my legs. She ordered a CT of my chest. And within about an hour, I was diagnosed with superficial blood clots, uh, DVT that had broken free into a pulmonary embolism. It was a bilateral pulmonary embolism that had gone into both of my lungs with too many blood clots to count. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So how how did they not catch that DVT on the first ultrasound? I know. I ask myself that all the time. Um, there were a lot of balls dropped at that practice um, and a lot of things that probably should have gone a different way. Um, I wish that it had been caught. This entire thing was preventable from the beginning. I uh, should have been told to stop taking the birth control pill that I was on prior to the surgery. Uh, they should have looked at my calf a little bit harder, I think, for the DVT. Um, there, hindsight being what it is, this could have gone a lot differently. Yeah. Wow. That's it's very kind and uh, very positive thinking of you to say it so nicely. I don't know that I could be that um, kind. Well, I've had some distance between it. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I have had some not so kind words to say to the doctor about his practice. So. Yeah, I bet. I, yeah. I was like, I, someone would be getting a sternly worded Yelp review yes. for me. He got a like, sternly worded letter is what he got. And then a sternly worded phone He's call. <laughs> it did, should, was that letter from an attorney? Uh, you know, I wish it would have been. So here's the funny thing. Um, I did call a lawyer 
and I actually called several lawyers and I was told repeatedly that because um, I was probably going to make a full recovery, that it was going to be hard to prove malpractice. And um, if I didn't make a full recovery, then I could certainly call them and have a case. But I have made a full recovery. So... (laughs) Well, that's good. Uh, I mean, it's wonderful that you made a full recovery, but I have to say, I I did not realize that part about malpractice. That like, if you, hey, if you end up being okay, everything's fine. I guess no harm, no foul. I I I guess it makes sense in so much as that if they're going to calculate damages and everything ended up okay, okay, but still, but like, but like, okay. So when you describe multiple blood clots, this DVT that that went into your lungs or had broken free, um, I mean, that is like on death. Door right I mean you could have Just yeah you you could have just been gone At any second I gave myself so, multiple Chances to die that Week between yeah. the DVT Breaking free and hitting my lungs and going To urgent care and I, when I was In the ER they told me That I was dying I mean That's yes. terrifying how, how did you even Process that like wh- um well I, I, <laughs> My first call or my First email was to my husband because he Was on an aircraft carrier in the middle of The Mediterranean so uh, it was something like, I know oh you're busy, but I have some news <laughs> <laughs> and it's Whoa. not good. Um, so my first email was to him. My second phone call was to my dad to have him drive back over to take care of my kids. Um, and my third phone call was to my pastor because I felt like I needed a direct line to Jesus right away. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad you have such a great sense of humor. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, um, and then I just, I actually didn't get it to begin with. When the PA told me what was going on and she said, I'm calling the ambulance. Tell me what hospital you want to go to. I still wasn't processing how serious this was. And I said, I just live eight minutes down the road. Could I just drive my car back home? And I promise I will call the ambulance from my house. <laughs> and she was she like, said, absolutely oh, no. not. <laughs> Do not move. Yeah. So, At least she finally found a doctor that was doing their job. Yeah, I mean, she was wonderful. She saved my life. Um, and I just wasn't understanding at the time that I was still making blood clots in my legs that were still firing off into my lungs. So um, I didn't get it until I was in the hospital and I was on the um, TCU unit, the telemetry care unit. Um, how serious it was and a doctor leveled with me and said you are dying so just lay still and let us fix you and I said okay (laughs) no problem so how do you get a blood clot out of a lung Um, you have to let them dissolve which is an incredibly painful process Um, they the first line of defense is a huge dose of heparin and then once that is on board and in your body, then they put you on a mega dose of other blood thinners. Um, so my blood was very, very thin in the hospital. Um, and I didn't realize how painful it was going to be for a blood clot, much less hundreds of blood clots to dissolve. Um, I've never been a 10 on the pain scale until those blood clots dissolved. And essentially it's like, burned tissue and every time you breathe that burned tissue that irritated raw awful tissue that's been damaged touches your lungs 
every single time you breathe. And so it becomes more and more and more irritated. And by the time my lungs um, started to heal and the blood clot started to dissolve, it felt like the worst runner stitch you can imagine um, from my hips all the way up into my neck, reaching my jawbone. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's that's fantastical. Like, I know that's not even a word, but like, I mean, I'm just trying to even imagine that like all these blood clots go into your lungs and they were just kind of annoying yeah. to you. You know what I mean? And then and then like to get rid of them, you have to go through so much yeah. pain. You know, that's, yeah, it blew my mind. It's kind of hard to wrap your head. How painful it was for them to dissolve. It was now how. How long did that take? Like, how long is that process? So it's hard to know because without CT scans, um, you can't really know how quickly they're dissolving. I could see on my legs how quickly those blood clots were dissolving because they had left really awful dark um, red lines up my legs. And as the red lines went away, I could see that those blood clots were going away. And my lungs, I didn't know. Um, and they tend to not like to give you a lot of radiation. So they weren't offering sure, up yeah. more CTs, even though I would have happily taken it. I, <laughs> I felt <laughs> like after all the x-rays I had, I probably glowed anyway. So what's one more? Right. But, <laughs> like, I'll just skip the dentist. Yeah. It'll be fine. Exactly. I'm like, if you don't tell, I won't tell. So let's just take a look. <laughs> Um, So there's really no way to know when they're gone unless you happen to have a follow-up CT. And if you're asymptomatic, they generally don't give you a follow-up CT. They just assume that you're fine. Um, Now, the trick to that is, is that it takes a month to get back on your feet where you can function again and up to 12 months to fully recover. So you can be symptomatic for a really long time while these blood clots are going away. It just depends on how fast your body dissolves them. So they told you it was going to take 12, up to 12 months to recover. They did. Um, when they came in and told me that uh, I was dying, they first asked several times if I worked out and they said, yeah, I do. Um, and then I was happy to talk endlessly about my Peloton and, <laughs> and luckily a couple of doctors had them. So they got it, which was even, even on your literal deathbed. Yes, I was still going to talk to them about my Peloton. Um, and they all understood. They were like, Oh yeah, we have that too. Who's your favorite instructor? <laughs> Well, I'm sure that helped to yes, distract you. Yes, it did. Um, but then they said, we knew that you must have exercised because we don't know why you didn't die in this past week when you should have died. Um, and then after they told me that, they said, you know, the reality is, is that it's going to take you a month to get back to doing normal things like taking a shower, walking upstairs, driving your kids to school and 12 months to recover. And I asked them to repeat the second part. I said, hang on, 12 months? And they said, yes, 12 months. And I said, that's not good enough for me. That's not going to work for me. Um, Husband's deployed, I have two kids. I'm a solo parent right now. I can't take 12 months to recover. And they said, I'm sorry, Mrs. Smith. That's just the reality of it. And I thought, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, was really what I thought. And then I thought, you also have no idea who you're talking to because 12 months to me is 
not acceptable. I just cannot accept that answer. And so right then and there, when they gave me that timeline, I made my own timeline in my head. And I knew that I could heal myself faster than what they said I could. Wow. That's that's I'm, awesome. It is awesome. So so what, what new timeline did you give yourself? I gave myself six months, um, thinking that that was achievable. But I really wanted four months. And I did it in four months. Wow. Yeah. Um, I just knew. Well, I... When they kept coming in, I kept asking them, how soon can I get back on my bike? And they said, you have to wait. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I swear I won't take a Robin ride. I'll do like an advanced beginner ride. And they were like, no. (laughs) (laughs) You should have you should have bargained with low impact. (laughs) Go with scenic. Yes. I just ride. Um, They said, you know, you need to stay off of that bike and Until at least six weeks. And I thought, okay, fine. I'm going to come up with my own plan. And so um, a week after I got out of the hospital, I decided that I was going to put Map My Run back on my phone and go for a walk. Um, My first walk was three minutes long, a minute and a half down my driveway and not even to my neighbor's mailbox. And a minute and a half back, a turtle could have walked faster than me. And I was so exhausted. You would have thought that I had just completed a marathon by the time I got back into my house and I had to lay down and sleep for three hours. It was shockingly hard to do. Um, But I decided that if I was going to get better, that I had to do what was hard. And so every day I went for a walk and with the only goal of adding time and distance to the previous day. Um, it didn't have to be a lot of time. It didn't have to be a lot of distance. It just had to be better than what I did the day before. And so by the time I went back for my one month physical um, and checkup with all of my specialists, and I had three, I had a hematologist, a cardiologist, and a pulmonologist. And then I had my general practitioner who was kind of like the quarterback of the team. Um, they were shocked that I was doing so well. And again, I said, can I get back on my Peloton? He said, you need to wait two more weeks. And I said, okay, fine. And by that time I worked my way up to walking a mile and a half. So I knew that I was ready for that bike. Um, I started out at six weeks when they gave me the green light to get back on the bike with a 10 minute advanced beginner ride. And it was exhausting. I could not believe that just a month and a half earlier, or I guess just a little over a month and a half earlier, that I was killing 60-minute rides and 45-minute rides and just getting off and not thinking about it, like going about my day and then a 10-minute ride and I had to lay down on the floor and catch my breath. Um, But I knew, like I said, if I was going to get better, I had to do the hard things. And so I built myself my own rehab program with this bike. And uh, I put together rides with Dennis and Hannah Marie and Alex and Jen Sherman and Allie Love. And I built myself up as fast as I could with the goal of riding a Robin ride. Like I knew that that's when I was going <laughs> to <work. laughs> I know I was like, is it indelicate to ask? Rank them in order, easiest to hardest. Is that going to get anybody in trouble? Like, who's the one you start with? You're like, that's nothing. You know what? I knew that I could start with, like, some um, 
Hannah Marie's feel good rides at pick me up rides. Like I knew that those were within my wheelhouse, but I would pick them based on their ranking. So like the six point something rides or the four point something rides. So I really wouldn't even look at who it was, except I knew Robin never taught rides down in. (laughs) (laughs) So I knew I was safe either way looking at the ratings. Wow. So, you know, you know, kind of we kind of crowdsourced your your health plan then because we we all rate those rides. Yes. So, you know, we all pitched in a yes, little bit. Yes, you did. The whole community <laughs> helped me out, even though they didn't know it. Um, but yeah, so that's They're how I send you a bill for the copay. <laughs> Wow. That's awesome. It is. And fantastic. Like, what a great idea to to use, like, the lower ranked. When I say lower ranked, I mean lower yeah. difficulty ranked. Right. Um, Rides. That's really smart. And, and you know, I, I remark on this a lot whenever we talk to people who have had health struggles. And I, I, I feel like... <laughs> It, people kind of take it for granted when you're this type of person. I mean, you are so positive about that. Like, if I walked for a minute and a half and then I came back and I was had to sleep for three hours, I would be so discouraged. I would just be bawling. Yeah. And like, and you were just like, "Well, I'm going to do that again tomorrow." Like, <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, what I, a, what a great attitude. I just, having a bad attitude doesn't fix anything. I tell my kids all the time that difference between an ordeal and an adventure is your attitude and that's just the way I view everything my attitude I couldn't control anything about the situation I couldn't control the fact that it happened I couldn't control how my body was reacting to it my attitude was all that I had and so I knew that I could control it and I was going to control the daylights out of it and make sure that (laughs) Everything I did had a positive spin to it because I also believe in the mind-body connection and everything my mind was thinking, my body was hearing. That's really smart. It's really smart. I mean, it's really smart of you to be so aware of it and to just attack it with purpose and to say, I'm going to, you know, heal myself by being yeah. positive. Uh, I I think there's something very powerful to that. I really do. Well, I Thank agree. you. Um, I also probably should have admitted or mentioned that I'm super competitive, too. So... <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that can be a good thing, me, too. Like, I'm going to beat that. <laughs> oh, I thought you found somebody else with oh. DVT and you're like, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> I would have also done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Picture you going around the DVT ward. Come on, you puss. <laughs> Just let's throw down this smack talk right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Wow. So, so now it's January. So it's been eight months, and you're moving and unpacking yeah. and like <laughs> and back wow. to craziness. So yeah, um, I I did all of that at the four month mark. I had my check ins with all of my doctors. Ironically, I was still having a lot of symptoms. Um, I still had chest pain and chest pressure, and so my hematologist said you know, let's have a CT scan and see what's going on in there. And I said, that sounds like a great idea. Let's do that. <laughs> and um, yeah. 
So she took me off of Eliquis, which is the blood thinner that I was on, because I also needed to have some genetic screening just to make sure that I didn't have a genetic component that um, facilitated all of this, uh, because I wanted to know if I had a lifetime of worrying about this and if I had passed anything down to my kids. Um, So I had a CT scan. Then I came off of the Eliquis, and then I felt better. And she said... Your CT scan is clear. And I said, I'm pretty sure that these extra symptoms that I was having was from the blood thinners that helped save my life. And so once I was off of them, I felt 100% better. All of my chest pressure and pain was gone. And um, she called back, said my genetic tests were clear. My lungs were completely clear. And at four months, I was completely healed. Wow. That's awesome. I feel like we we need a cop or something. That's amazing. That's amazing. Just quite a ride. Yeah. Good for you. You You were like, can't put me down. (laughs) It's going to take a whole lot more than that. I just don't have time for death, really, is what it boils down to. So, well, yeah, you got to take care of your kids. Did did your husband come home during any of this or was he like deployed the entire time? um, He did get to come home about a week and a half after I got out of the hospital, um, but only for 48 okay. hours. And then he was back Aww. to work. So it was just like a quick, I need to make sure you're not dead. Uh, and now I have to go back <laughs> to deployment <laughs> kind of check in. Well, that that's yeah. And, and, and obviously he can't control that. I just meant it like you got better in the span that he was still yes. deployed. And yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah he, he missed all of it, which I remind him about wow. all the time. So, <laughs> so anytime things I mean, are not going you? my way it's hey do you remember that time i almost died and you weren't here <laughs> it's yeah, very that's powerful one. yeah you would totally do that i to would me. totally do that to yeah. you <laughs> i would do it to you though uh, yeah you would <laughs> um so uh, let's see. So did you have any? So your your parents were helping you, but like, were they able to help you with that day to day stuff after you first came home and you were like really weak? Yeah. I mean, how do you so even manage life at that point? Team together. Um, I love sports, and I was like, all right, I need a team to make this work. And um, my dad came to town to take care of my kids for the five days that I was in the hospital. And then my in-laws came down from Iowa to tag in and my dad had to go back to work um, in Alabama. And so they came down and moved in with me for a month to take care of me and my kids while I recovered for that first month. Yeah. Wow. That is some awesome. They are amazing. Very lucky. I would not have been able to handle that month without them. I can't even imagine. Like I was just picturing that. Yeah, just like, <laughs> like, would be screwed. That would be that would be difficult. Would. Yeah, no, I'm really. Like, I'm not They've deployed anywhere. Us move from Florida to Virginia as well, so I'm super lucky in the in-law department. Wow, wow, yeah, you did. You got the jackpot. I did. For That's yeah. great. <laughs> so, uh, um, is there what is there something that people should know or take away that that like if you had known could have prevented all this other than don't go to Joe's discount shack of DVT treatment. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what happened to me is super rare. It's not typical of this procedure. I wish I would have known, um, 
that it would have been a good idea to stop the birth control pills prior to the procedure, that likely would have changed everything. And I wouldn't have had to go through all of this. Um, so do they really not have like that just seems like that would be such a generic question that that you that would they would just yeah, ask. Everybody. It is. It was on my medical. It, I mean, history. it is. Yeah, I was like, it is, it is, because I've had surgeries, and that's like, that's just something they ask you. They you asked know? me that before I had a vasectomy. <laughs> Are you on the pill? Like, they, I mean, how does that question not? Yeah, get asked? no, it was asked. I filled it out, and you know, here's the thing: I was, I was not my own best advocate, and I should have been because I have been on that pill since I was 18 years old for endometriosis, and because I was using it to treat something else, and I didn't feel like I fell into the risk category. I tossed that leaflet in the trash every month and never read any of the warnings because I thought, well, I'm not in that category, so that doesn't apply to me. I'm not a smoker. I'm not overweight, so why would I read that? And I really should have been better versed in the risks that go along with that particular brand that I was taking. Um, So... I think that if I could say anything to anybody, it's to be more aware and informed about the medication that you're on and how it could affect other things that you do. And if you think something's wrong, you don't have to tough it out. That was my thing. I was like, I just I'm going to have to tough this out because I don't have time to go to the doctor. And that really could have been a fatal mistake for me. Well, thank goodness yes. it wasn't. Yeah. Thank goodness you are thank still you. here. And what an amazing story. What an amazing story. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's, it. you know, you say that about making time to go to the doctor, but it's also frustrating because you, you did. You did. did. Like you went back and you're like, something ain't right. And, and then they didn't catch it with the ultrasound yeah. like that. That's just mind blowing to me. Like, yeah. I don't even understand that. I mean, that's what the ultrasound's yeah. for. I mean, I don't for all I know, it was too small for them to see. So I don't I don't need I don't know enough about the situation to speak one way or about it or the other. But it just seems to me with the symptoms that you were having that somebody should have looked a little closer and not been so like, oh, she's just being a girl, you know, because that's kind of how it sounds that they were just very dismissive. Yeah, I didn't want to be that girl that was being hysterical or hypochondriac and pushing harder and saying, no, I think you're wrong. I, you know, I just I wish I would have pushed harder because I knew that. That couldn't have been right, even though I did everything that I was supposed to do. Well, like you said, hindsight's yeah. twenty twenty, and I—I I mean, I think sharing your story is good because maybe somebody else who's on the fence about something—they're going to remember yeah. this right. and they're gonna be like, you know what? I'm going to take care of me, and I'm going to go do I it. I really anyway. hope so. so. If this story helps one person, then it was all worth it. Wow. So, getting back to Peloton, I guess. <laughs> um, so, you, what is your leaderboard name, and how did you come up with it? Uh, so, it used to be Rides for Donuts, because um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really love donuts. Donuts and pizza are my two favorite food groups. Um, but uh, weird thing happened with this pulmonary embolism, and I stopped liking donuts. So. <laughs> No yeah, way! I what? It. Um. I don't know why. Um. Like I had the app on my phone for Krispy Kreme, so I knew when the hot donut light was on. 
Um. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they did. That. I didn't either. Um, See, so like you've taught two very valuable lessons today. So like when I tell you, I loved donuts. I loved donuts. Um. And then I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was like a chemical change within my body with all the blood thinners or what, but um, I just, they're too sweet for me now. And I just don't love them as much, which is sad. I mean, it's probably good, but it's sad. Um, so then I decided that I needed a name that reflected me and who I was. And uh, I'm from Florida. I grew up in Florida. I love the beach. Um, and I felt like my new leaderboard name also needed to encompass what I was doing. And so I picked face to the sun with underscores in um, between each word, because when I have the choice and I also always have the choice i'm gonna turn my face to the sun nice and it also reflects your sunny personality positive way of looking at things so that's very nice that's tragic about the i know i was was like wait what i bet (laughs) have you tried like shittier donuts like go to dunkin donuts instead of krispy kreme Oh man! I still nothing. Tried grocery store donuts and still nothing. Oh, <laughs> like wow. I went bottom of the you barrel. You slumming it. <laughs> That's <laughs> grocery store yeah. donuts. That's like when you go from smoking heroin to injecting yeah. it. Like that's you've gone too far. Like that's she was desperate. I can tell. <laughs> it's a sad, sad tale that she's weaving. So does this mean you don't like other sweets either? Like, are you like now you don't like? I mean, I'm a big chocolate fan. So yeah, like, um, my do you sweet not tooth enjoy is other kind of gone? Um, which I used to what be ruled by my sweet tooth. So I guess maybe it's a good thing that came out of all of this. But yeah, my sweet tooth is kind of gone. Um, I'm just thinking maybe I need some of these drugs that made you have all these terrible experiences. Is that, have other people had this reaction? I don't know. Is this a, I like, haven't have really talked because it's them? a weird thing to talk about. Like, hey, do you still like yeah. sweet stuff? <laughs> because then Only that here. could be misinterpreted. So. <laughs> like, well, lady, as a matter of fact, yeah. I do. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I meant that like literally. I made ice cream, dude. <laughs> Chill out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So, have you tasted in other food? Have there been any other changes? Like, is there something you now you suddenly like, like asparagus? Uh, no, well, I've always liked asparagus, so no. Um, no. Not really. That's uh, sad. I still love pizza, so I'm happy to say that I still love pizza. Um, so, oh, I guess God. I could that's have made good. my leaderboard name rides for pizza. But. Um, <laughs> It's probably taken yeah, it. Yeah, it probably is. But no, I really love pizza. Like that's my birthday cake every year is just pizza with candles on it. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. It is. That's all I need. Well, uh do you <laughs> So do you have any advice for people that are just getting their bikes since every day more yeah. and more people get one? Um I I just don't worry about the size of your ass or the size of your thighs and how fast or slow it's shrinking. Just have fun. Um, that's all I was doing. I was just having fun. And by just having fun every single day, because it was fun, I saved my own life. My lungs and heart were strong enough to handle um, what my body was going through. And 
don't feel guilty, uh, especially to the moms, for taking time away from your family to work out. Because that 30, 40, 50 minutes a day that I was taking away from my kids to work out gave me the rest of my life with my kids. Well, that's a really good way. You just totally took my guilt complex yeah. away. That That is absolute proof. Can't can't yeah. argue that one. Yeah, I mean, even with even without your extreme circumstances, I mean, that's that's true. That's a good it way is to look true. At it. But that was like an extreme circumstance that really brought it home. Right. For me and made totally. it real. Absolutely. You know, people say that, but it's like platitudes, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. No, it's money in the bank. That time you're spending on the bike is money in the bank for your future with your family. Hmm. I that, like it. Yeah, it's a good outlook. Guess who's getting on the bike, Tom? <laughs> Me. You are. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you uh, so much for uh, joining us today. Oh, where can people find you if you would like to be found? Wait, before you do that, oh, I have to tell you, I have to say um, thank you for your husband's oh, service. You. And yes. and thank you for all you do while he is away. That is thank amazing. You. And we appreciate that. Yes, because you are providing a service as well. Yes, Thank you. <laughs> yes. Okay, now you okay. can continue. So, uh, oh, so uh, where can people find you online if you'd like so to be found? So I actually can't be found right now. I went, uh, I, I ghosted myself. Um, I'm a photographer now. Years ago, I worked in radio, but now I'm a photographer. And in the process of moving from Florida to Virginia, I've had to close down all of my social media. Um, so people in Florida don't try to book me for sessions that I no longer live there for. <laughs> So, gotcha. sure. so there sure. is no social media well, you, to follow me on right now. You can find me in the Swexy Swarm or on the official Peloton page because I post and comment in there on both of those pages. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Well, then people will find you. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. Yes. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and your well, move. I, I'm yes. always happy to not unpack a box for a little while. That's just fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember when we moved. It was awful. It was yeah. terrible. Yeah. It feels <laughs> like the gremlins where surely someone added water to some of this crap in the, at night and it then <laughs> multiplied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. So, no, thank you guys for having me and letting me tell this story. No, it's, it was a great story, and our our condolences on your. I donut. know, it's so sad. It's like the saddest part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that it's the saddest part yes, of the story, though. Exactly. Well, thank you very much. Here's today's recipe for success. So does Nikki have a recipe for us? Yes, she does. It is no-bake protein bites. Well, if there's no baking, is that a recipe? Well, sure. You still have to mix things. Oh, I see. It just didn't... You just don't have to bake it. I just always think of recipes as cooking. Yeah, well, you need to open that mind of yours, mister. Well, it's... I mean... Why I'm not going to do any of this. True, it's so not going to matter. Yeah, and you wouldn't eat most of these things anyway because yeah. it's got we've got oatmeal. I'm out. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, nut butter. This sounds really good though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I already made a bungalow joke, and now you're now you're throwing nut butter out there. I know. I should have known better. There's also honey, honey, um, <laughs> unsweetened coconut flakes. Also out because you hate coconut. Too. Coconut is disgusting. It's not though. Ground flax seed. And uh, chia seeds, and then mini chocolate chips. I believe chips. it's pronounced ch-ch-ch-chia. <laughs> mini chocolate chips and vanilla. You mix it. I like mini chocolate chips. The mini or the better. <laughs> no, mini, 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 mini chocolate chip. Oh, like tiny. Oh, 
Not many. Oh. Mini. Like Minnie Mouse. Mm. <laughs> That's a shame. Yeah. I think it's great. So you combine all the ingredients and then you mix it well. And then you chill the dough in the fridge for 30 minutes. And once it is chilled, you roll them into balls. Do you need to get anything out? What's that? <laughs> Some- oh, because it's also a slang word for testicle. Honey, why, why do you have to always take it in the gutter? <laughs> Maybe because you just went <laughs> nut butter. <laughs> it's, always, it's always the gutter with you. <laughs> And then uh, you store your balls in an airtight container in the fridge up for up to a week. So there you go. Awesome. You look like you are about to just burst. Just, your cheeks are turning try, red from to, the exertion of keeping so it in. so many things with an airtight container for your balls. <laughs> I knew there would be. And just And you, you said I went to the gutter, but... Well, there prevent it is. chafing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, what do you have in store for people next week? Next week we are going to talk all about challenge groups and Sam Atari is going to be the one to tell us about it. No relation. No relation to the video game. Calm down, Tom. I know. But it's and it's not spelled like Atari. It's, okay. It's spelled differently. I just didn't want people getting their hopes up. No, thinking we'd I have a deep dive conversation about the history of video games. No, we're going to have a deep dive conversation about accountability groups and how you too can make one. Awesome. Well, uh, until then, where can people find you? People can find me at facebook.com slash crystal D O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, the bike and of course the tread at clip out crystal and you can find me on twitter at roger kubert or on facebook at facebook.com slash tom o'keefe and if you want to find the show online please do so at facebook.com slash the clip out and while you're there join the group and stay up to date on peloton and clip out things throughout the week so that's it for this one thanks for tuning in and until next time keep peddling and running clip in, set yourself free. 